Hi, I'm Victor Soto with Team Rotator. I'm Jordan Neal with Team Dragon Slayer, and you're watching the RoboCast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome back to the RoboCast with myself, not Steve the American Killjoy, and Jevon World of Woodrow. We don't know where Steve is. We don't know where he is, but I'm Steve? sure... Steve? <laughs> we've lost him. We've, well, we've, we've made up for it, I feel, because... He's, he's tapping on my window right now. He wants me to let him in. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as you, you see on the our little sidebar thing, we have two different teams uh, this week. Um, Victor Soto from Rotator and Jordan Neal from Dragon Slayer. Now, I want to ask you both, and this is a very, very important question. Why weren't your opponents reversed? Because I feel like Dragon Slayer should have been fighting Black Dragon this week. <laughs> Oh man, you have no idea, no idea how many comments, messages, and what have you I've received saying, are you going to fight Black Dragon? First of all, the answer is, I can't tell you. Second of all is, uh, yeah, why haven't we fought Black Dragon yet? <laughs> it makes perfect thematical sense. I don't I don't understand. Um, obviously, Victor, yourself, I mean, would you like to have a crack at Minotaur, or would you rather avoid that entirely? Not up to us, but we'll take it, you know? We, we, we like our matchup. <laughs> <laughs> went away so let's not mess with that <laughs> this is this is very true we'll get to that a little bit uh later on um i do want to talk a little bit first about both of your machines we're going to start with uh jordan yourself and dragon slayer uh, obviously it's your first time at battle bots i believe this is your second ever heavyweight correct yes my second heavyweight and my second robot all i've ever built is heavyweights you're crazy. Heavyweights <laughs> are hard. Why? Why would no, you do this to yourself? I don't know. I have you ever wanted to do some of the smaller weight class stuff, or or since have you wanted to do more of it? Uh, I am. Uh, I I'm talking with the team right now about doing a featherweight. You know, a thirty pounder. Uh, something that we would try to uh, take to NHRL, and uh, I believe it's now called the event formerly known as ABC Spark Fun. Uh, they do featherweights there. That's an event I'd really really like to attend. So yeah, what, scaling down for me is the biggest <laughs> other thing you can fight in this country. So I I don't know. I've always had more fun with, you know, big, huge robots. Maybe because I'm I, I'm familiar with it more. I don't know. Some of the smaller robots, uh, Justin was trying to build one and he was having a hard time trying to get all of the, uh, you, know, you know, electronics to work because he's so familiar with the big stuff, right? And when you scale down and none of the heavyweight electronics work in the small robots, it's a whole new learning curve, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we can attest to that. Um, I want to talk about your first fight very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, what is your reaction when you, 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 know, you turn up to BattleBots for the first time, you sit down, you know, they start calling out the fixtures. We know we've said it on the supporters group before. And you're told your first opponent is Hal Rooker and Duck. Like, what goes through your mind then? <laughs> so I, uh, that fight was actually on the second day. On the first day, what they did was they had all the builders uh, gathered together for a meeting and they uh, they read off uh, the matches for day one. For day two, which includes me, uh, and I think maybe 15 other teams or so, we found out uh, through getting an email, like in the wee hours of the morning, I was already asleep. So I woke up at 6 a.m., earliest you could get into the, uh, uh, the pit, and I read the email Justin was still asleep and I'm looking at this and I'm like, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? <gasps> I was like, Justin, Justin, wake up. And he's like, oh, and I was like, we get to fight duck. And he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it was, it went well for you. I mean, the, the, I mean, the fights petered out towards them, but the initial kind of contact and, you know, shredding ducks bill was very, uh, very impressive. Oh yeah. I, I had no idea what, came off from that first hit. I just, I saw something go flying. It hit the ceiling. I assumed it wasn't ours. So I was like, yeah, that, I think it's going good now. <laughs> you know? It's always nice to get a win off your, um, off your mm. first fight as well. And then you oh, get to, yeah. I, I, we'll get to your fight a little bit later on, but then you're, you've got to, <laughs> first of all, there's that fight. And then I want to know your reaction when you're told, okay, your second fight is Minotaur. <laughs> like, oh, that was, oh my God. That was, a hundred times more terrifying. I found out kind of the same way we all usually find out through email, like in the middle of the night and no one is, you know, awake at that hour to see it. So again, I woke up really early, found out we were fighting Minotaur. I kind of refrained from telling Justin this time. <laughs> because I was you, wanted to know. you wanted to spare yeah. him the details. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted him to like have breakfast first and not like, you know, 
terrify him. I needed to let everybody like wake up a minute and have a team meeting before I told everybody. Um, but then when I got there, uh, just as I was about to tell everybody, uh, we, we made friends with uh, uh, the kids from uh, the Rampage team uh, really early on. And they, they came running over really fast and like, hey, you guys are fighting Minotaur. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then everybody's like, what? Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to keep these things a secret, right? You got to, you got to you know, surprise people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Victor Tees, um, obviously, rotated. We saw his first fight with Kraken, an incredible, you know, three-minute fight. I think one of the fights of the season so far. And an on-screen unstick as well. I know. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> You got to love, got to love it when that, that, you know, that kind of thing sneaks through. What have you done to rotate this year? Because it has gone from being a very hard to kill machine to a machine now which hits just as hard as it can take it and it just keeps going and going and going and like we was we were saying the other, the other day this is not just because you're here i think this is pretty much the best horizontal in the competition now what have yeah, we've been working really change? hard yeah we've um we use the same electronics and motors from 2016 almost and we've just been learning uh, efficiencies with the drivetrain. We have a belt and pulley system, but uh, it's interesting. We, we get these failure modes that we never expect. Um, Valkyrie fight, we have a belt. It slips on the pulley, but somehow all the spokes on the pulley just shattered and broke off. And we're like, okay, well, we, we got to make a for pulley. So it's just like all these little incremental changes where you increase the grip. So it's, it's essentially a tighter clutch now. And then the biggest change we did for this year was on the drivetrain side, we, we changed from mag motors to these brushless outrunner motors, saved us a ton of weight and space. And uh, I was really happy with how they're performing, but we were still trying to work through some glitches with the, uh, with the drivetrain in, in the first match there. Uh, there's, a, there's a part where you can see cracking just grabs us. We have our blade foot uh, spinning full speed and just pushes us right into the wall. And there was no way we could, we could have avoided it. Like just the drivetrain just died for a few seconds and, and uh, we, we didn't know what it was. And, and so we were still going through that, but overall we've just made a lot of little improvements, just the way the, the frame secure, the armor secure, every single thing that goes wrong with the system, we have a list and we try to address every single one between seasons. It's interesting because most teams, when they go and do the big brushless changeover, like Lockjaw, for example, was it last year? And then the season mm -hmm. before, there was someone else. I can't remember exactly who it was. But they tend to have a lot of fires. Uh, I don't know if there was any uh, any electrical fires from yourselves, like kind of leading up to the event, or like you know, in terms of. Well, they mentioned in the episode about the batteries. What? Yeah, that that was something I, I wanted to ask about. What what was up with the batteries? It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so. First, so for some context, last year we were in the Bounty Hunters. Uh, we got eliminated from the tournament by Endgame. And we saw that the weapon stopped spinning at the end of the match. We didn't know why. And we went in, we take out the foam padding from the batteries, and we noticed in the foam padding, one of the connectors is soldered into, like melted into the foam padding. It got desoldered from the wires of the batteries. And we're like, oh, well, I think we, we have too much resistance in this connection. We got to go with bigger wires, bigger connectors. So during the middle of the event there, I opened up the packs, added my new wires, new connectors, and I just taped them together. <laughs> and those became my new packs. And I used those for all of Bounty Hunters. And it was kind of a test. I, I kept using the same pack for every match and no failures again. Like, okay, well, now I know that fixed, uh, well, that change fixed everything. And so I was really comfortable with my modified packs. Uh, no issues throughout all of Bounty Hunters. They were all fine. I'll bring them in um, this year, same exact packs. I've been taking care of them. They have some slight puffiness. Some, some of them were only like a couple of millimeters. Others were really bad, but those I just used in the side for test. I never put them in a fight because they don't yeah. even fit. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, uh, BattleBot comes up with uh, a new rule. It's like, hey, we got to inspect all your batteries before matches. I'm like, oh, okay, well, here. These are the same packs I used last year. They work great. You know, I've been testing all off season and they're like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, really? Like, these were I used them in the Bronco. They're fine. They yeah. haven't they haven't changed. They're like, no, nope, no, nope, we don't like them. <laughs> I was I was blown away. So uh, so we were we have twenty two battery packs that we have taken, and they only accepted three of them. I think it was three packs never used at all. So they're still <laughs> like, in the package, completely flat. Um, 
because when, when you use some of the packs, even even a normal use, they'll they'll inflate a little bit, not not too much. Um, but there was this kind of arbitrary, like no puffiness allowed. So a lot of them got scrapped. I and don't understand so from a safety point of view. Like, of course, like you don't, you'd never want to, you know, a dodgy battery there. But like, if they've been used as recently as like your last fight, I don't. Uh, well, I yeah. don't know. To me, it seems kind of like a. I know. I know they're trying to, you know, improve safety, but this is battle bots. Like, I could have a perfectly brand new battery set, and I fight sawblades, and I'm still going to catch on fire. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so that's like, the point. Yeah. Like, I don't know. In my mind, I was really frustrated at the time. I was so frazzled before our first match. This was on a Sunday night, and we were fighting Kraken on Monday, and so we have three packs left. And I'm thinking like, we need four to fight. Like, we can't even run a weapon on one pack. So we started scrambling around and we can't get a battery uh, shipment in until like a week later because of lead times. So luckily, B Bunny from Team Malice and David, um, they had some spare batteries that they weren't using that were the right rating, voltage, everything. So we borrowed those and we started using those and we actually used them for our first two fights. We were only running on one set of packs uh, the whole competition. <laughs> it's <was> nerve wracking. <laughs> I say one mistake and they could have been could have been curtains. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's should we talk about some fights? I think that sounds like it. a good idea. So let's do it. Our first fight of the night was yourself, Victor, uh, taking on Black Dragon, the uh, the yeah. Brazilians. And I'll be honest, I, I, I backed Black Dragon to win this one and I am eating humble pie. Because it was how wrong you are. So impressive. I mean the, it was the the fact that the forks were just perfectly underneath as well, and it was so well controlled. Uh, like Black Dragon didn't really get going. They didn't stand a chance. Yeah, so that was it. Was one of those where I kind of had this convoluted strategy, and <laughs> they aired it on TV. And I was like, that was a lot of words, but but it happened. It, it worked. Um, and we had these forts since a few seasons ago, and they've never really worked great. Um, we finally got them working this year, and when we see Black Dragon's plow, we're thinking, man, that thing's it's a two-wheeled robot, so the front is scraping on the ground. I don't know if we're gonna get underneath, but Let's give it a try. And it was just, it was funny. Like before, before the fight, I, I was like practicing, like trying to get like finger muscle memory. Like, okay, I get underneath him, just going straight to the pulverizer, straight to the pulverizer. And the first engagement, we get underneath him, I'm like, oh, straight to the pulverizer. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just happened. And I was like, oh my God. I and you were shouting hammer at your teammate who was who clearly wasn't real expecting it to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. I know he was expecting it to happen so soon. And so I was, I just went nuts and I'm like, hammer, hammer. And my teammate was like, I see him like watching the fight. I'm like, no, hit the button. <laughs> you're a driver. Focus. <laughs> oh my god. You get caught up in those moments. Where you're watching the fight. You're like, oh cool. And you forget that you have a roller plane. You're like, ah, you gotta press the button or turn the yeah. weapon back on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it ended up being a complete masterclass. That fight. It was just oh, so, so entertaining and so well executed. And the Black Dragon, for some reason, starts spewing fire and then sparks. Yeah. What do, happened do you know what to Black was? Dragon? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I'm thinking that some of the batteries must have gotten damaged in this robot. Mm. Sure, the brand new unpuffy batteries, but they still <laughs> 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 And And uh, I was thinking, yeah, if we can get some damage on his, on his plow, he's going to lose that ground clearance. We'll be able to clear him every single time. Mm. And... We were we were very worried about that drum spinner. So uh, we historically just don't do well against Burt's. Uh, they're very hard to fight against. So. That was my logic to to picking Black Dragon <laughs> up with the fight, going up the the front of them, and they then yeah that one time yeah I kind of got a little bit of uh when it's a little bit of a berserker mode there. I saw their weapon spun down. And I go ah oh, there's no risk now. I can just go right at them. <laughs> just send and it. of course you know deflected by the plan, and we just went right over them. And I'm thinking oh this isn't good. Okay, don't do that again. <laughs> I gotta go for like small little glances, not like the big hits, because we're just gonna sky off. There was a great slice at the front of their wedge, wasn't there? Toward, mm. Like, and I think the yeah. more you hit it, the more it kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger, and just kind of. Yeah, I was really impressed. Um, we went afterwards to look at the damage, and I, I it still blows my mind how hard rotators hitting because we, we don't really have a way to test it before before we get there. So the first match is our real our real test. And I was just blown away by how much we pierced into Kraken. And <laughs> I was talking to Matt. I was like, dude, like, I did not expect that. Like, I was trying to avoid the mouth of Kraken because we thought we would just get lodged away. Like, which doctor's weapon got lodged in there? Yeah. But we just 
cut right through it and it's just been blowing me away. Jordan, does a rotator make the cut as an honorary dragon slayer? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd, I'd knight you if I could on each shoulder. Just imagine <laughs> if I'm doing it. I, mean, I, I gotta say, we, we've all been won over by those, uh, the, the wedgelets on the back. I love the way they look when it's flying in the air. It's kind of like a I don't know, like, a, like they're like squid arms, you know, but <laughs> I, I've i got, I think half the team or uh, maybe all three of the other guys actually came out to me out to the fight and they're like, we got to put those on the back of Dragon Slayer. We need these things. <laughs> it's it's not easy. We It took us like three years to get it right. It sounds like yeah, you just slap a wedge on or a little fork and we kept screwing it up every year until until this year. It finally worked. <laughs> yeah. It does leave you at 2-0, Victor. Um. First time you've, you've won, you both both of your first two fights. Mm. Um, yeah. What were you thinking at this point? Were you thinking, okay, uh, battery problems aside, right? Was was there a chance you think, okay, we could win this with with a, with a good run, we could win this? Yeah, definitely. We we didn't receive any damage in the first match. In the second match against Black Dragon, we we had very minor damage on the on a little retaining piece that we put on the blade. I think that was when we kind of just dove over. So we really had no repairs between the first two matches. And I'm thinking, like, these are two really good robots. We're, <laughs> we were definitely on a high right then. And and then we were just hoping, you know, everything holds up the way it is because, uh, every you know, the robot was hitting harder than ever. And uh, I'm getting pretty good with the driving, <laughs> with the forks and all that. Forks are working. So we're thinking, man, like, it's, it's going to be tough to beat us this year. Yeah, I think that's... Um... Very true. Jevon, anything to add? Just the rotator continues to be tactically one of the best robots in the field. That Victor, you are so good at judging your opponents right and and working out what you need to do, how you need to do it, what attachments you need to use. Just, I mean, being able to get under with those wedges, and then the tail whip afterwards, where you just bring the spin around and just clobber them again. It is just. So on point, and one of the most entertaining robots this year for sure. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, we've we've had to evolve because we knew just just going all weapon wouldn't wouldn't cut it anymore. And we're seeing other robots have those issues as well. So we're we're trying to come up with something new that I that I haven't seen before to in terms of strategy to to counter all these other robots. And uh, a lot of inspiration from Donald Hudson and. Mm-hmm the inertia inertia team guys because you see bronco and lockdown they have all these attachments as well and yeah that's where a lot of this came from we're thinking yeah we can do that <laughs> and, and, and you can you absolutely can and uh yeah black dragon at one on one i think it's also still very strong i think they're going to be pushing that bracket but yeah maybe it wasn't the uh the start they expected i think with against you know they had obviously a good win against ice wave ice wave had its own problems but Hmm. The rotator was a, another level. It was unbelievable to watch. Fight number two sees Lucky and Orby. Now, let me tell you, when I saw the the draw, I was very concerned that we we're going to see the kind of... Do you remember, was it 2019 when Lucky had the big front plow and mm-hmm. they took the rear wheels off and it was like running on skis at the back? And I was thinking, oh God, please don't do that again. And they didn't. And the, wrapara- the wraparound arm the, was so it was nice. Just one... Yeah big package that that could you know just tank the hits which worked really nicely they've yeah, obviously it... learned a lot from from the years that they've i mean every every loss you see is a learning opportunity so you take what went wrong you fix it and you're better next time and they, they've had a lot of losses unfortunately um so they've had a lot of time to to get into this amazing streak and i'm also going to say the driver on this team, phenomenal. Absolutely it's his first phenomenal. time doing fighting robots as well. Like I know he's yeah. You know, he's... Fighting robots are not RC cars, and he has just adapted so well. Uh, let's talk about Blade. Well, Blade's Blade, Blade's Blade. How sad was that? Oh we, my goodness. We were trying to work out what on earth happened in that hit, and what we've ascertained is it hits a wall, breaks, but almost. Not fully, and then it's as they bounce into the other wall that it fully then comes off and embeds into the wall. Either that, or it just breaks off and moves perfectly in sync with the robot and as it flies into the other wall, but just embedded in. So that's a thick bit of metal. 
I don't know if either of you saw what happened and kind of thought what on earth was going on. Like, obviously, that Mollet is in the pits to kind of watch the fights. What did you guys reckon? Yeah, I was nuts. I, I didn't know that happened until I watched the episode. I hadn't seen that fight live. Okay. And it, it looks surreal the way it just snapped off. Mm. We saw Arby com, uh, coming in, and we're, at least I was thinking, like, oh my God, this is, this is just like Tombstone. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so scary, and it's so well engineered. Um, but there was some, I don't know if it's the same thing that happened to Gigabyte in the previous year where the, the shaft just snapped. Mm. They're, they're both aluminum. But something with the, the composition of that blade, it just didn't hold up. It was weird. I mean, those, the absolute hardest hits on you can, can be the ones where your blade ends up going against the arena wall. And mm. it just it dug in so much uh, that it, it really had nowhere to go after that. And of course, you know, the, the blade is, the body is aluminum, of course, and the teeth are S7. And, you know, that, that aluminum is going to be that first failure point. And it just, it snapped right there. It, straight the, across the, where the bolt was, right? Is like, I think that's pretty much where the, the, the final bolt is on the... Um, it was, Yeah, it was right around near where that final bolt is. That, mm. that was probably the, the weakest point of the blade right there. Um, also, the, the blade, I'm looking at the picture right now you got up on screen, and the blade mm. is, it's not like, like, like flat on the end. It's got like a like a like a concave curve to it so it, mm. it dug in really really hard there was no chance that that thing was gonna bounce off it was gonna catch and just want to keep digging into that wall i mean to be fair i mean the one benefit i suppose or the one crumb of comfort that the orby team can take is the fact that the one hit they did get unlucky it just took a massive chunk oh, out, yeah. of that just a huge out of that wedge out of it it was Oh, brutal. Yeah. Orby is, or Blade, sorry, uh, <laughs> continues to be one of the nicest looking bots in the in the entire field. It is so cool and it's so well engineered. It's just such a shame that it's not getting to, you know, show, show it, it off mm. to, to its full potential. Mm. I'm hopeful if they do get a third fight um, that they'll hopefully get a win. Of course, uh, I'm also hopeful that if they get the chance to come back, they'll have the opportunity to rework it. We'll have all be version four, I want to say. I think version so. Version four, version five. Oh, so, yeah, because yeah. this this is Orbi three, I think. Yeah, yeah. The good thing is though, potentially good thing. Now, it's very sad that they lost this weapon because mm. I, I don't think they're going to be repairing that anytime soon. We might see the carrot blade. Yeah, that, 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 is, a, that is a me. big plus. That excites me quite I a lot. I did see the carrot blade is on one of the team's backs um, yeah. on their t-shirts. I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll crossed. see it for fight three. Who knows? I mean, it's slow in the dark, so I mean, you're going to see things coming anyway, but... Yeah, and it'll help you see. Indeed. In Indeed, yeah. it will. Fight number three. Jordan, your time to shine. I wouldn't say shine. That's not really the appropriate word. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you look at you look at the matchup. You kind of think, okay, well, you know, you've done well against Duck. Minotaur is another level. I think that's fair to say. It's a duck and a half. Yeah, it really is. And <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of expect this fight to be over quicker than it was. And you hung in there really well. Dragon Slayer is really durable. <laughs> yeah. I, well, until it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I I mentioned before the fight in the pre-fight interview that uh, we beefed up the voltage a little bit. Uh, we had all systems running on 6S. Dragon Slayer is all brushed. It's it's a very old school robot. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the motors and electronics and everything, but uh, we're using uh, the NPC T64s for drive. It's the same thing that Tombstone uses. Yeah. And uh, we're using uh, long mag motors uh, for the weapon, two of them. That's the same thing that uh, Witch Doctor does. So it's an all brush system. We run it at 6S, which is kind of what it's meant to run at. But uh, in our fight with Duck, it's pretty obvious to see that, uh, you know, Dragon Slayer is very slow. The weapon wasn't getting up to a real good speed. And the reason for that is not, not necessarily, you can run these things at 6S and get a whole lot of uh, speed out of them. Uh, you know, Witch Doctor is living proof of that. But um, because of the way that we design the weapons, the pulley that is bolted to the weapon is very, very big. There's actually a uh, like almost three and a half inch bearing that sits inside of it. So in order to get like a, a gear ratio going that allows the kind of deadly speed for uh, this weapon, uh, the pulley that is on the motor would have to be very, very big. 
And the problem with that is that there isn't enough space in the robot for it. So what, what the ratio is, it's like 1.4 to one. So it reduces our RPM by quite a bit. But when we were testing this uh, and just hitting like, I, I think the biggest thing we hit uh, when we were testing was like an 82 pound uh, steel machining fixture. And it flew like 25 feet. We are like, damn, we got this down. It's a little slow, but you know, damn if it's still not powerful. Mm. Uh, but during the fight, you can see after the first, you know, couple of hits, it, it really started to wane. And, you know, it's a combination of, you know, running out of battery power as the fight goes on, your bearings get warped and they create a lot of resistance. The motors get hot. It's a million things that all just add up together and the weapon just gets slower and slower and slower. So for this fight, uh, we, uh, against Minotaur, we, we had some extra material we considered making the weapon pulleys a little bit bigger out of to get a gear ratio that allowed it to spin faster. But the problem is in order to do that, even if we got it, you know, machined at the on-site machine shop, uh, we would have to literally cut out the back section of Dragon Slayer, you know, between the word Dragon and Slayer, there's a little knight logo that would have been missing. And the pulleys would have literally gone out the back of the robot. And nobody was, nobody on the team was really willing to do that, myself included. Uh, so we switched over from our 6S to 8S that we found. We, we found several 4S batteries at a local hobby shop. Uh, we put them in series. We got them checked out. Uh, they gave us, you know, the sticker of approval on them. They weren't that puffy. Figure, they weren't <laughs> puffy. They weren't puffy at all. Hopefully they're not now. I haven't checked on them in a while. I hope they're okay. I don't know. But, <laughs> but um, so yeah, we switched the weapon to 8S. Uh, if you do the math on it, uh, ideally it could get up to pretty much exactly 250 miles an hour tip speed uh we you we we kind of thought that this might put the strain on the mag motors because they're not meant to run at 8s so we used our lightest weapon which is uh 31 pounds uh and then we beefed up the drive to 8s as well uh the npcs can supposedly handle it uh it's better for uh short periods of time but we didn't expect this fight to go the full three minutes either way um, but yeah, start of the fight, uh, the weapon gets up to speed super, super fast, just like we expected it to, uh, Minotaur jukes us, we kind of juke back and that very first hit happens and our speed controllers, which are these guys right here, this is called an MC 160. This thing exploded, right? This is a new one, right? This one's fine. But what happened was this fan cover here. Can you see that? And then there's yeah. the bolts here holding it together. The MOSFETs inside exploded and this just blew right off. <laughs> this was gone, right? I mean, you it's the one I, the ones I'm stuck with now, it's it's basically a $500 maraca. You shake it and it's just full of <laughs> burnt up, broken stuff, you know. Uh, these are very old. They're like, uh, I think they're, they're made by Ampflow. So these are the ones that are in uh, they're old, like heavyweight kits and stuff. They've just been updated a little bit over the years, but it's not something that could really handle the modern stresses of robot combat. It worked against Duck at 6S, but I mean, it, it wasn't even good for more than one hit in this fight, right? So that happened. Uh, the weapon stopped immediately, but uh, I, I know it kind of looks like a weapon to weapon hit uh, during the fight, but we actually hit um, like that, that right side. Uh, just right of the weapon on Minotaur, right? Okay. And just, just below kind of where that armor is, is where the pulley is. And it actually made a golf ball sized hole in Minotaur. And that hit uh, like knocked off their uh, weapon belt. And you, you could maybe see a little bit of like bluish smoke coming out of Minotaur in the fight that Chris and Kenny don't really acknowledge it. It, it is really hard so to I thought, see. I thought it was from yourselves, but it was, it was from Minotaur. No, 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 that's from Minotaur. What happened was when we hit that, and the belt gets like shredded and comes off, it kind of like wraps around their weapon and it's rubbing against the side of their armor. So it's getting burned up and then smoke is just belching out of it, right? And then the belt, you know, it, it gets, I, don't, I couldn't tell if it like drops out of like the bottom or it gets shot out the front of Minotaur, but you can see it on the floor. So after that first hit, they were running with just one motor on the right side for their spinner. Uh, but it, st it, it still worked really well for them. But, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> stay in, don't uh, worry. You can stay in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I don't mind it all. Here, I'll, I'll drink some more. 
<laughs> but anyway, after that, we, uh, you know, we get shoved into the upper deck or uh, the shelf was the working name. So that's kind of what I'm used to calling it. They only change it to that for the show. But uh, we get flipped upside down. And I'm glad I do. I got to do my little trick where I flip the robot over. Yes. Yeah, that's our little stuff. Yeah. Nice. Everybody told me I couldn't do it. There's like, there's no way you can do it. You could do it on concrete like you tried to in all your Instagram videos. But that battle box floor is too slick. You can't do it right. And I did it. I proved everybody wrong. <laughs> uh the official name of that that little trick i do is called uh my bar trick and then in parentheses for picking up chicks that's what it's called <laughs> but yeah has it uh, worked ha no absolutely not <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah after that it's like the weapon dies our wedges were totally bent up one of them was actually you know split down the middle there so it's like what am I even going to do? So I charge in full speed, ram them. We go flying. They kind of go flying. And then after that, uh, we kind of do this circling around each other move. I got really, really close to him. And then I kind of juke to the side just a little bit. To, and I caught him for a second on those wedges, right? And their weapon wasn't touching us. I was pushing him around. And then the drive just kind of gave out. I couldn't push them to the hammer or uh, the pulverizer like I wanted to. And then Minotaur just kind of fell off and then just started, you know, ch -ch -ch doing what they do. Pushed us into the wall. We took a bonk on the noggin from the pulverizer. And then after that, I retreated to the corner. I realized very quickly I couldn't chase after them because they were a little bit faster than us. And then they got in that, that last big hit. And I guess when they were, you know, scraping the bottom of us and we were they were driving around with us on top of them, the drive gave out. And then the drive ESC exploded just the same just the same and uh and that was that <laughs> yeah there was only one motor still going i was gonna say because you have two lights at the back of the robot the green one and the red one and the red one went out very early was that to yeah. do with that that's that's the spinner that means the spinner has lost power when that right. light goes out okay yeah and then the green light i think stayed on uh, yeah throughout yeah and so they hit us right there at the end they actually hit the one tire like a, like a real sniper shot. They actually got it and killed it right there. Um, and then, yeah. They are wheel that. magnets, to be fair, Minotaur. They, yeah. they know how to find them. Ask oh, Bronco. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just ask Bronco. It, it, yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, as fights go, it was it was a tough one for you guys. I think it's fair to say, you know, Minotaur are, you know, they, they, they came second for a reason a couple of years ago. They are mm. an, an elite level machine. And they had a nice new drum on there as well. They did, yeah. Oh, yeah. The two tooth one instead of the kind of the one you see on screen, which is kind of the one and the, the weird split at the back. I don't really understand it. But they, I'll uh, put some um, some pictures on Instagram later. But even though our weapon wasn't spinning at all, they kind of kept hitting it over and over again with that drum, and it took some big, big chunks out of the thing. You guys need to see it to. I think to it was probably out of jealousy about. for the artwork. Um, oh, I was going to say they can't paint good, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to ask because we, we we spoke with the um the P one team last week and they mentioned mm. um the weapon on on Dragon Slayer. It is hand painted, isn't it? The... Yeah, it is. It is hand airbrushed uh, by our sponsor Dallas Airbrush. That's uh, David Tidwell that does it. He did that one, and then we've got like a prototype weapon, uh, that we use for our application video. It's only made out of aluminum. It's just meant to like have a really cool shape to it. It kind of looks like a ninja star. But it's painted with the same uh, green scale and orange fire pattern on it. It's it, that one's really really cool. Very nice. It's it's it is a beautiful looking weapon, and uh, it's it's a shame that you know obviously this fight didn't quite turn out the way you wanted to. But it's probably for the best that Minotaur won, seeing as they put that VT in beforehand. Though yes, yeah, very I, emotionally I charged, wasn't it? it <laughs> if they had, if we had won this fight and they set it up the same way with that, I would have felt like such a villain. <laughs> oh, social media would have had been you crucified. That, that yeah, they would, yeah, oh my goodness. It's, you know, I was very skeptical. So obviously, we, we kind of noticed on the BattleBots website, the, the episode titles, you know, and it, you know, they kind of said, you know, more than robots, I think the title is this week, I think, or something mm. like that. And, you know, I was a bit concerned because obviously we, we mentioned in our preview that, you know, Daniel had to go back to Brazil for a funeral. I didn't actually realize it was his mother. I, I thought it was just a, another relative, but it was his mother and his grandmother that passed yeah. away. And I was a bit concerned that they were going to kind of, you know, do it quite heavy handedly and kind of, you know, you know how TV is, you mm -hmm. know, play, play it all up for the, for the drama. And, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, please don't 
go too far with it and it was actually very nicely done i thought like it was a lot it was a lot more i say emotional and kind of yeah more, more respectful i would say yes um than what i had envisioned and worried um, i was more concerned that it would have been a lot worse yeah. than what it was yeah and actually i thought that the most emotionally charged bit was the interview with daniel yeah uh, after the fight which was just yeah. i mean i i was close to, to it, was, myself. it was it was tough really really tough but um yeah our hearts go out to him yeah absolutely um but yeah jordan it means you're at one-on-one what what did you think at this point? Were you thinking, okay, I've fought two big names. Who's next? Or were you thinking, yeah. okay, maybe, maybe we were still anything. feeling okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the win with with Duck was, you know, less than perfectly impressive, but you know, a win's a win. And in this one, you know, I, I had a feeling that everybody kind of knew based on our first fight where this one was going, unless Minotaur had like like some serious issues, like it caught on fire again. Unless that happened, you know, they they were probably going to win, right? So moving to one and one because of Minotaur, you, you know, we're, we're a good loss. still in it at that point. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got, you know, we could, we could easily go up from there uh, and then finish off, at, you know, two and one. And if you get two and one, you're, you're practically guaranteed to get into the tournament from there. So we were still feeling okay. Yeah. Victor, I mean, anything to add from, from yourself? I mean, watching the episode back, what did, what did you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Minotaurs are tough bots. <laughs> Minotaur, uh, we've lost to, to really good bots also, and it's it's going to happen at some point. That's it's just uh, the way you make a robot better. Eventually, you learn from keep moving forward. Absolutely. Should we talk about our fourth fight now? Yeah. <laughs> this this fight, I saw it initially in the fight card, and normally I think fight four is the the mid card major. Is that? Well, it's, it's the international main event, certainly, isn't it? Certainly normally? used to be. Yeah. yeah. The... It used to be, certainly. Um, and I saw this and I thought, why on earth is Pain Train and Yeti fight for? It became very clear very quickly why Pain Train versus Yeti was fight. Everything's a drum, Sam. I should, I should know this myself, having having a drum spinner of my own. But um, it was brutal. That f- this was a really good back and forth. It was. Until it, it wasn't anymore. And... I I feel, I mean, I'm wearing a pain train t-shirt. I feel horrifically bad for the pain train team because their first fight, they got dismantled by Deep Six. They've gone away. They've obviously repaired the robot or, you know, rebuilt the robot. There wasn't much repairing to do. It was mostly broken. And they've gone into the arena with Yeti and they're going to have to do exactly the same thing again. And if if not even more, because the weapon was hanging out this time, all the motors start flying out the top and everything. Yeah, the top top panel going is, is... Absolutely brutal becoming a trend unfortunately yeah they need to quash soon sooner was, rather than later it was very it was impressive from yeti surprising how long they lasted without the top panel though and then they flipped we were expecting it to fall out but everything yeah, yeah everything just, just defying gravity <laughs> yeah it was I, mean, I say it was a great start for them and they, they got a few licks on yeti and i kind of thought mm. I, I actually back paint trade to win this I, I didn't really know how yeti was going to perform considering how the fight against mad Catter went um, and for for the first you know twenty thirty seconds, I was thinking, mm, very good. Yeti train popped up, and yeah, I thought, okay, pain train. Okay, I suspect it was better than what we thought we saw against Deep Six because that was kind of a, a one hit wonder, and that was it. From our little watch party, me and Sam watched separately, but um, from the watch party I was involved in, the the conversation was very much around the the tactics going into the fight and how. Uh, when Greg does tactics, it usually doesn't go well for Yeti, um, because Yeti is all about that smash. And um, yeah, we we were concerned about Yeti going into this because they were being, you know, we need to be a bit more reserved with it. And we were like, no, no, go full smash. And they did, and it worked. And they did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, balls to the wall, just bang. Some of the damage on Pain Train was unbelievable. Like you see the kind of the eventually the the one drive pod kind of gets ripped off and you see the exposed yeah. wheel and the whole weapon assembly just it just starts, it goes oh. bad and then it gets worse and you're like oh god oh no it was <laughs> oh there goes all of that as well i said I don't know if either of you two saw this from the pits and what was kind of your your reaction to this fight i did not see this one from the pits uh i did get to see uh deep six versus pain train and that was that was so mean of the battle bots <laughs> producers to pick that fight because it's like it's the vertical spinner with the most reach ever versus the one that has like almost none. 
and it went the, about the way you'd expected it to. And like you said, the, the top of pain train keeps coming off. They have got to fix that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a little bit concerning, isn't it? Oh yeah. No kidding. And it, uh, I know pain train in the, in, in their first season had a little bit of difficulty with, uh, you know, there was a lot of oversteer going on in the robot. I don't really know what they did to, to fix that. I this think they time. moved that they've changed the whole center of gravity. So the wheels are moved back on the bot and oh, they're uh, back a little bit. Yeah. And, I don't know what much else they've done. That's the thing. Yeah, I remember the drums different as well, is isn't it? it? Yeah. I, I knew that uh, you know the builders run like a like one hell of a time crunch from what I heard to get this robot ready. Hmm. And Pain Train looks really fast in a straight line. You can you can tell because right out of the gate in this fight they zoom across. Yeah, they go for the going, box rush but miss again. Yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> so fast that they actually hit the wall. But it turns really slowly, and I'm wondering if maybe uh, you know they just changed the. Uh, the throttle control to where it just you know when it when it's turning on a on a on a single stick mixed system it just doesn't turn as fast because that's kind of what i saw from this fight and it 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 looked to me like that was kind of the detriment here yeti you know is they look to be faster than ever um meanwhile you know pain train it it looked like they were having a little bit of trouble keeping up with them yep um victor anything to add or was it just kind of one by traffic from yeti (laughs) Uh, it was it was it was a great match, and uh, you see you see motors coming out of paint train. You're thinking, how oh, is that thing still going? <laughs> <laughs> It was incredible. I think, I think good good win for Yeti as well. You know, they had a tough start against. You know, I think now we can kind of reassess and say Mad Cat is quite quite good. Yeah, to say the very least. Um, and you know, Yeti just came up against a very very good opponent. I enjoyed of... the forks counting out the robot. Yes, individually, <laughs> that, was, that, that was, was great. I was interested to see why they didn't use the forks going in because I th- I think that probably would have done the match quicker or maybe but it could have been interesting couldn't it but i am in my armchair yeah winning matches in my head (laughs) (laughs) let's talk fight five fight five was between hijinks and kraken now there has been a lot of controversy oh boy oh boy that's well the first controversial judge's decision i think uh this season onliners had a big problem with i think by the by the writing of the rules it's right which means there's a potentially a problem with the rules again. I don't know, but um... the thing that I, I, you knew, that I think even BattleBots knew this is going to be contentious because they showed the judges' scorecards and you, they and did. It, I, I can't remember. Did they do that with, with yourself, Victor, last year in beta? I don't. I think they shared no, them on they, Twitter, didn't they? They, they shared them on Twitter, no. I think, but not in the show. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe afterwards, not during the show. They showed it afterwards. But they, they showed them in the show. That's so rare. I would love them to do that more. <laughs> I would like for for decisions like this where you're like, okay. There is a winner, but you can kind of struggle to see why, sort of thing, if that makes sense. Mm. As as Jevon said, I think by the rules, I think Hijinx wins the fight because they did cause an awful lot of damage to Kraken. And they did. It's hard to say because they, they were aggressive at points because at the start when they were on the right way up, they were driving towards them where they could do. So that counts mm. as aggression points and they used the weapon, so that's aggression points. Then Kraken was using the jaws aggressively by putting the jaws in danger of being hit and they did get hit quite a fair amount of times but they, that didn't stop them from bringing it down there was a lot of the time i thought hijinx was being very or just trying to fend them off until they could actually get it moving again which was uh interesting but yeah there has been much conversation online let's put it mm. that way from, we've, we've from... said a lot of teams as well have been getting yeah. involved and in saying you know they, they felt it should have gone a certain way because of certain criteria it's it's tricky. It's tricky because the way that the the rules are written, it's you have to have aggression with your with your weapon, don't you? And that's yeah. that's the the primary thing. If if you have, if it was just a case of aggression is driving towards your opponent constantly and you know being in their face, then Kraken quite clearly wins this three 0 I think. But again, then... as I said, Kraken is using its weapon aggressively, whereas mm. Hijinx perhaps not so much. On I don't know. I mean, spinners are aggressive. That is just how they're built. Vicious little buggers, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's an intriguing one. And, and as you said, there's been a lot of different, you know, pools of thought of this fight as well. I, I, I would love to know what you both think uh, about this because I mean, I, I'm going to start with Victor with this one because obviously you've come on the kind of maybe the opposite end of this with the pizza yeah. fight last year. I think we spoke yeah, to you for that, I, one, didn't we? I'm glad it wasn't us this year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I felt bad for Kraken because at the end of our match. Uh, I saw the damage we were causing to Kraken. I'm thinking, like, are the referees going to count them out? Because they were kind of 
crab walking the way, but Matt was just like ultimate warrior mode and going till the end. And I saw the robot after the match and, I'm, and I knew he only had one anti-horizontal frame. I'm thinking, man, it'd be really mean that I put him against another horizontal. <laughs> and sure <laughs> enough. <laughs> Here's hijinks. Yeah, because they, they didn't have the, you know, the, the nice deflector wedges on the front. So that was that was already going to be a hard matchup for Kraken. Um, but yeah, it was, I'd have to see the match again, but I don't recall hijinks driving that much. It was always Kraken just moving them around. Like even when they were on their own, like Matt was waiting for the count out. And yeah, I we saw that, didn't we? It. I know there was some editing tricks there because I remember it being a while before they started driving again, but have I imagined foggy, you know? Have What's I imagined that? or or is it real that there's uh scope for the uh refs to tell you to go and attack? Uh yeah. So that actually happened to me with a Kraken match. So I backed off of Kraken. When I saw we had removed the wheel and we started, we did our victory spin and then we just hung out in our corner of the arena. And the ref says, Oh, you got engaged. We're going to count you out. I'm like, What? Mm. <laughs> the guy's missing a wheel. <laughs> so I, I, I'm wondering if that is the case with this fight as well, whether they, they didn't deem hijinks immobile for some reason. Um, it was moving, it was but moving, struggling. It was wasn't moving. It, it was labored. It was yeah. labored, wasn't it? I uh, think yeah, it's pretty slow. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how that you split the control points there, really. I mean, I think if you watch this fight up until maybe the halfway point, it's pretty obvious that Kraken would have won. But mm. towards the end, I would say for the last minute, maybe minute and a half, both butts are kind of struggling the same way. Uh, hijinks, you know, there were times at which they weren't moving at all. Sometimes they were crab walking. Sometimes they had full control of movement. But once you get to like that, that, that two-minute mark of the match, Kraken kind of starts having the same issues. They're crab walking. They've only got one wheel working too. So if you were to, you know, kind of ignore what happened in the first two minutes and you just saw that last minute there, you can see that both bots are having the same drive issues. Uh, none of them are really able to engage with each other. Uh, so at that point, you have to say, well, you know, you know, both of my lost drive in the same kind of way, which one has done more damage? That's really the only thing left to look at unfortunately and kraken got a ton of grabs at, at you know at the beginning but hijinks is, it's such a hard robot uh to, to clamp onto so if you have if you have this kind of bot you know can't it's, grab it's, a hold of it. yeah no kidding and uh you know although the you know kraken had all the aggression all the control no question about it when it when it comes to damage towards the end of that fight it was you know it, it was all hijinks but mm. I mean, this fight was all over the place. It, it's so hard to make a decision. It's, yeah, it's so difficult. And you know, there's, there's a reason why there's definitely two pools of thought of, you know, Hijinx deserves to win because of the damage points and Kraken deserves to win because of the control and aggression. It, it, it's the flip of a coin. My one thing it, that kind of surprised me the most was the fact that it was a unanimous decision. I thought, if it's it a split, was, I can but understand. If you, if you look at the judges' cards, they've all gone seven, I think it's seven, six or six, five or something like six, that. Six, five. Yeah, in, in favour of hijinks. Who was it that put three for damage for hijinks and two for Kraken? I was like, what on earth are you Lisa, on about? I believe. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no way. <laughs> it was... Look, it, comments go crazy. I, I, I would love to hear what people think about this because it was... But keep them respectful. Yes, both teams... I think it's this is one of those fights where both teams definitely gave it their all and it just... It, it was a bit confusing, and I think it's yeah. just one of those one of those many many fights where you're like both could have won on another day. Like it, it could have choose three different judges, and it could have gone the other. It literally could have gone the other way. It's that it's that easy. Yeah. It's flip of a coin, but yeah, win for hijinks and cracking at zero and two. Oh dear, <laughs> I feel so mm. bad. <laughs> Such a wonderful robot that I love watching in the arena. It's just it, they've had it, you know we obviously Victor you you nasty man breaking their frame you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's you know it's you got to fight who's in front of you and the, the team yep. that they they got put against was their kryptonite in this case. Fight number six saw Defender and Riptide. Now, oh, cool. <laughs> Parkour, <laughs> you're not kidding. That that smack off the upper deck like, in like how many flips did they do through the air? It was unbelievable. I mean, Riptide. it was great. I really enjoyed that. I've not seen moves like that in Battlebots before. That was. I've seen it in smaller weight classes, like you know, a dry, oh, you know, yeah, if you get course. turned over and smack into yeah. a wall, you, you turn yourself back over, right? But yeah, 
But not like that. <laughs> like, Jesus crap. Christ. This is one fight that... Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is one fight that I saw uh, actually while, like... Uh... Uh-oh, intruder alert. Someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you order pizza or something? I, don't know. I would love to know who's at the door. <laughs> it's it's Riptide. They know we're about oh, to yeah, yeah. It. It's yeah, coming in. The it's coming through the door. I lost my fiance. <laughs> okay, sorry, carry on. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, as I was saying, this is a fight that uh, we saw while uh, we were ra- uh, waiting for a fight against Minotaur. And I swear, it, seeing this in person and seeing it on TV, it looks two completely different ways. I swear Riptide went so high. They, they look like they were about to go out of the ceiling. It mm. doesn't quite look the same way in this fight, but oh my god, if you guys saw this in person, you'd be blown away. It's, it's six or seven feet, isn't went. it? it, it the, uh... I think that's that. about how high they went i i think the uh the extent of the ceiling of the battle box is i, I can't remember it's somewhere between i think it's 15 i want to say it's 15 feet high that seems about right but yeah they were they were way up it's certainly the closest robot to get to their roof so yeah. far so uh, yeah no kidding maybe no kidding. rusty um i've actually found out who it was at the door it was actually sophie she she accidentally pressed the button that's nice um <laughs> i can stay in now <laughs> Um, I want to talk about Defender a little bit because after the first fight, I was kind of wondering where does Defender go? Because obviously Ribot is a very, very good machine and, you know, mm. I think certainly a championship contender and, you know, they, they they gave Defender a good kick in. I thought when they got kind of stuck on their back, I thought that was it for Defender in this fight as well. They, were, they got stuck kind of the same time the Riptide got turned over and then Riptide smacked into the wall and they then ended up defender, on the side. and then defend yeah that, that was it and def- and then defender kind of fell down as a result of that didn't they and then i think in the it's in this battle that they tell riptide to go uh, not riptide they tell defender to go and attack oh really i think it happens and and we hear john remar the the ref tell them to to engage basically mm. I, I would want a second viewing to see if it it is actually that or it's it's interesting yeah. because had defender got stuck on its back like it like it was the the fight was done. I think I don't think they could have got down from there. Uh, Riptide. No, would I have think they the got very lucky to get back down because mm. the, the the top claw is is done at that point. Yeah, and well, you kind of see the kind of the blue bar as well as all kind of bent up, right? And yeah, yeah, twisted. I was surprised the way the judges went. I'll be honest, because uh, given the last fight, you know, with the damage, but this was clearly defender, you know, showing the aggression, showing the control. Yeah, I as, think as I soon think as that weapon this dies. is a this is a aggression control fight. Um, because Riptide, in, in doing all of its mad flips and everything, the control element is sort of perhaps lacking in, in the amount that they are able to self-write and instead chucking themselves up onto the upper deck via somewhere near the roof. Um, so, yeah, I, it's another one where the, the judge's decision, I'd be interested to know what happened, because uh, I think I agree with it. Yeah, uh, I, I do. There, there's long portions of this fight where Defender's upside down, where Riptide's stuck, so... Yeah, there's another one where if Riptide used the forks, they they might have actually got back down easier. Or if, or if they had them on, I think that they had them on, did they? I think they had them on. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. I've got the fight here in front of me. It looks like they've got. It's not the same forks, uh, that, like the ones we see on screen. It's. I think they talked in early on before the fight that they'd actually modified something, kind of welded something together. It's a little bit more like a shield, but it's not quite the same as like like the thing you would expect uh, uh defender to put on if it were going against a horizontal spinner, but it's definitely not the same forks they used in their first fight. Hmm. Interesting one. Right, we are recording this on a Saturday, so unfortunately we will not be discussing the Deep Sick versus Smee fight, that'll have to wait till next right, week. But... I don't really fancy it anymore. <laughs> if you've seen the, uh, the fight on the supporters page on BattleBots, then... Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, when this, when this eventually comes out on the Sunday, most people will have seen it too, so... Um, True. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. So, <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> and well, our, well, our last fight, the main event now, <laughs> Hypershock and Lockjaw. Jevon's very happy. He's wearing his Hypershock shirt in in solidarity. <laughs> but I, I on a hunch, I actually spoken to Will Bales. I spoke to him yesterday. So on a hunch, I thought by the reaction of Will when Lockjaw flies out of the arena, I thought. This fight happened before Gruff versus Hydra, as it turned out it did. I'll read out the message that I that 
uh, Will sent to me. Hang on. So I asked him about this. He replied, it was. In fact, it was the match immediately before Hydra versus Gruff. Mm. Jake then came up to him in the pits after his match and said, well, you did it first so I could get away with it too. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, which, my goodness. Which explains why last week Jake had like zero remorse and anything else with regard to how he got um, he got his win. And then it also explains why Will just, with the sudden shock on his face, he's like, oh, my God. To I've be fair, him out. I'm not sure yeah. Jake would have any remorse for how he gets his win anyway. No, it's, tr- no, it's true. Uh, it yeah. True. But, yeah. This was a similar reaction as well. And everyone in the pits was like, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> are they going to enforce this? <laughs> that was, that's the thing, because we, we spoke last week about, about the, the Hydra fight, and we kind of like, okay, we knew it was going to happen eventually, but what would they do when it happened? Because that, yeah. that sets a precedent, right? And yeah. again, imagine telling the crowd there and the crowd at home, mm-hmm. Hypershock lost that. Like, it's so hard to do, and yeah. you, you, can't, you can't do it, can you? Because it didn't, it won. <laughs> And of course, they intentionally they, they never tell the fans like about that rule. And to my knowledge, it, well, up until now, it certainly hasn't been enforced. At Unless all. you have read the rule book yourself, you wouldn't know that it's a rule, or yeah, heard no one kidding. of our podcasts where we discuss it, or anything yeah. like that. It's just it's nowhere. It, 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 as far as the casual audience are aware, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until they, they aren't told. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it if it ever got used. Uh, uh, that that ruling it, it certainly never happened to us i would uh, hope not no because i mean if anything and i'm just kind of speculating here but because they didn't tell the audience i don't think they would come out and say hey uh we're giving a win to this people they the, I, I feel like they would maybe try to sweep it under the rug somehow because obviously the, the fans would be very upset you know to, to find out about this they they know that nobody really likes this rule i i know it's a safety thing but I feel like it's it's just kind of a deterrent. I don't I I don't know if they ever intended to enforce I believe, it. They just yeah. The, the the writing of the rules. I think I've seen uh, Will comment on this this week. Is that if say a grapple bot was to lift up a robot, drive them across the arena, and put them out of the arena, that's what they want to avoid happening. Yeah, basically, that's what they want to avoid. They, they want good fights, and I think this was a, a a good fight before that even happened. So robots have it hard enough already. <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very true. The, the, the fight itself was unbelievable. Like, the, just it was just non-stop. Like, it was so octane. good. Oh. So, so good. What a fight. And it's interesting to see the photos of the aftermath because it's like a mirror image of what wheel has been taken out, what set of forks has been damaged. It's like, oh, yeah. how, how have you managed this exactly opposite each other? Like, I know you're two four-wheel drivers, but come on now. <laughs> this is a bit <laughs> silly. Um, I... I Loved this fight. Not not only because no, no bias, of uh, course. Hypershock won, but because it was such a good back and forth fight. Um, I, yeah, I, it was interesting to see Lockjaw sort of start to slow down near the end, but no magic smoke this week, which is a plus. Um, no, it got smacked around a little bit. I wonder if that's probably yeah. why it started to slow down. But um, yeah, it was it was brutal. And I think the thing as well that kind of stood out for me is how well Hypershock worked on two wheels. Or what? Three and a, sorry, two and a half. Two and a half wheels. The damage to that the wheel where the 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 inside section of it is entirely wrecked. It's like a weird stick sticking out. And you're like, what's that bit in it? And it's Fully because mangled. it's come up. Yeah, and it's dug into the wheel, and it, oh, it's wrecked. It really is, but it still works, um, <laughs> yeah. which is I, which is the main thing. I thought they were really in trouble when those things went flat. I mean, they were they were just. I, I don't know if the the two front wheels really took much of a hit from Lockjaw at all. They just started kind of like flying off, mm. you know. When we, we spoke to Will for episode three when he fought Slammo, and to be fair, he said then when he, he drove into the wall fighting Slammo, like his his hub bent then as well. Yeah, they, could don't, be, they don't seem the strongest things. It could be quite concerning if, they, if they're fighting, you know, I think they will be in the bracket. That's kind of obvious after the first two fights. But I think if they're fighting, you know, a high-end machine, like a like a rotator, it'd be very difficult to kind of, you know, avoid getting those slices on those wheels. And, you know, mm. I, I feel like the merest breath of wind at this point would just take it off. Victor, you're around the house of Hypershock, aren't you? Um, you, <laughs> you guys are... Yeah, we... What's that, Sam? You, you guys are roundabouts the, the same area. <laughs> yeah, we were actually watching the episode together with... Uh, I was with the Witch Doctor team, the Hypershock team, and we were watching it at a bar. That was definitely a good fight. Uh, it was just... So much back and forth. It was like two equally matched opponents. 
And then at the end there, <laughs> I remember in the pits, I'm watching the like the monitors that we have, and I see Lockjaw lined up, and the camera angle's like hypershocks right, perfectly lined up. I'm like, oh, go for the hit. And as soon as they they're about to engage, my mind, I'm like, wait, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I realize it's the no no zone. <laughs> it was like, just everyone's gut instinct just hit them. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny as well because the what well, I can't I don't know who it is but one of the Lockjaw teams kind of pointing at Lockjaw saying we're out and like <laughs> and they're kind of because I I know exactly what they kind of say like when we've been flipped out we shouldn't have been flipped out that's not right you know and obviously the hypershock team were all confused and like you know so did we win did we lose yeah. did we get disqualified it's a bit messy and I feel like that little there's a bit of Kenny just like little clip of Kenny like screaming saying and hypershock's got him out or something like that. That, that's going to be it, I think, is the line. I don't know whether that's from that fight or not. Absolutely or not. He, they've, just, they've just found that, haven't they? Or they've asked him to redo it or something. I don't know. Um, it's very in there, isn't it? It's just... Yeah. Right, move aside the match, just slot that in. Nice. The match aside, there was a, a beautiful little VT before this as well, like kind of the, the mid... I don't know. Not, what's the thing? I'm, the the hype up. Yeah, well, mid- midway through that, there's like this amazing little segment of of Donald and his history through BattleBots, and I, I, mm. I was really glad that they included that. Like, you know, the him making his drones business, and you know, him fighting. You know, we got to see oh, Gear Crow as well in there, which is just, yeah. oh, such a a lovely little segment. They didn't need to include it, and I'm so glad they did. We really want. We 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 fully understand why Lockjaw is a, a four wheel drive vertical spinner because Meta's a, a thing and. He wants Donald to win. Wants Donald, to win. Donald wants to win. Um, we we really want him to build something, uh, something akin to what he used to have, and um, something grabby or. Well, we, we spoke. Or... We spoke to him about it, didn't yeah. we? We spoke to we spoke to Donald as well, and he was. He, I think the way I put it is, he was kind of reluctantly kind of going with the meta at the moment because you know he wants to turn up and do the best job he can. Yeah. He doesn't want to turn up and just participate. He wants to go there and win, and Lockjaw as we know, has a flawed beast as well. You know, it's it's won fights that it probably should have done. It's also lost fights it probably shouldn't have lost in the past as well. He's sitting at 0 and two. Yeah. Cause for cause for concern, or do we think a win and he's in? I mean, uh, Jordan, you said earlier on, uh, a one and two outcome is is still depending on your who you're fighting is still pretty good. Yeah, one and two, it is still possible to get into the tournament. Uh, uh, I'm. Oh, Victor, Victor did last year, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, a loss in the main event and a... Well, two, two losses in two main events. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So mm. they're going to be against big name bots. Uh, they're going to be sort of forefront of your mind as, as some of the bigger matches. You know, it's it's looking okay, I think. Yeah, they get, they get a win against a good opponent on the third fight. They can squeeze in the bottom... I would say actually Lockjaw is looking better than Tombstone at this point. Uh, I'd agree, which is which is weird to say, but but they went three minutes with Copperhead and nearly nearly took it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this fight they were I wouldn't say they were on top, but they were in the fight. There, there were moments where they looked to be doing very well against a very different Hypershock to what we're used to. You must be delighted, Jevin, because you've backed I'm Hypershock to win this year. I, I have, <laughs> I, as I always do. I've backed Hypershock because. Uh, I'm just a horrible fanboy, and uh, <laughs> and yeah. Wait, are no, you feeling co- like? Do you feel confident now that you've backed the right horse this time? No, because it's hypershock, and <laughs> hypershock do be like that sometimes. Uh, I, I back it all the same. No, I, I'm I'm eager to see what what they can bring uh, to the rest of the season. I'm excited for them because um, it's nice to see hypershock doing well for once. I feel they get a bad rap a lot of the time when. Realistically speaking, they're a reasonably competent machine. They're a fun, uh, fun team. Always good entertaining. To watch. Good to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Never a dull moment, especially Absolutely when not. you're riding a big old flamingo thing into the yes <laughs> around the pits, and then the wonderful moment where he's almost falling off of it. It's like the face on him is is. I did say I said to him the, his reaction with the the lockjaw flip out was almost as good as the the one after your decision last year, Victor, with with uh, Beta. Like it's kind of like. <laughs> That one, and then there was the shock face, and then him falling off the inflatable. Like, yeah, he almost, took it. he almost took it worse than I did. <laughs> yeah, God bless Will. God bless Will. Um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Um, Jordan and Victor, thank you very much for coming on and talking about some robots with us. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
There is one last thing before we go, and I, I do. I feel like I do need to show it off. Uh, obviously, last week we spoke to the P1 team. Uh, lovely people. We bought some stuff off the off their shop, didn't we, Jevon? We did. You bought a Star Child cheese. Obviously, I've got the the Pain Train one here, and I've also got a P1 shirt somewhere else. Anthony D'Ambrosio is a legend. Let me tell you. He he sent something else in the post, which I was very very happy with. He sent a little uh, piece of P1 and said to the Robocast, thanks for the support. So, Oh, that's awesome. Very, very Hi. kind of the team. And uh, yeah, that's going to go very much. I'm, I'm going to find a shelf. I might build a shelf here, actually, and kind of leave, just leave and it there. That if, might be quite nice. If things get stuck on it for longer than 10 seconds, are they kept <laughs> out and mobilised? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have to, I'll, let, I'll let everyone know what happens about that. How about that? <laughs> Have Riptide run into it at full pelt and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. well, he's outside, so I'm still waiting for him to come in. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard that doorbell ring again. Oh, no. There's somebody <laughs> at the door. <laughs> With that said, folks, I have been Sam Elliott 64. I have been World of Woodrow. Big setup. Jordan Neal. And myself and Jevon will see you next week. Hopefully we'll see Steve as well next week. Um... Yeah. I'm back, Steve. Please come back. <laughs> Where are you? We'll find him. And we'll... The door. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe it's him. He's left. He's left he's yours, the Jordan. Door. He's, he's ringing the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> let him in. I'll go and let him in, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>